My children, much to my dismay, love to give out slime. Hello, welcome to Faith, Food, and Family. My name is Crystal Petrello, and I have a passion for not only food, of course, but raising my kids up to love Jesus. In this current world, it is so important to teach our kids about diversity. But how do we get to teach them about diversity and discipleship in a way that makes sense for our crazy busy lives? And I have to challenge you that it's around the table. My goal is to help you to bring your kids to the table to teach about discipleship and diversity through foodways and learning about other cultures and how to ask good questions so that we can create conversation and not judgment. I welcome you on this journey. Hi, Dr. Clary. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm so glad to have you here to speak about the Teal Pumpkin Project as part of the Food Allergy Research and Education. Mostly, we want to make sure that people can find you. It's foodallergy.org to find out more about the Teal Pumpkin Project. But let's dive into it. Let's talk about what is the Teal Pumpkin Project. Sure. So the Teal Pumpkin Project um, is an initiative that started in 2014, um, and it started actually in Tennessee and now is a nationwide and even, I should say, um, it's across the globe and on six continents. Um, And really what it is, is it is a campaign to increase awareness about food allergies, but also increase an awareness about inclusivity on holidays where the holiday may not look the same for every child who's coming to your door. So for Halloween, if you want to be part of the Teal Pumpkin Project, you have a teal pumpkin or a picture of a teal pumpkin, or in my family, we paint a teal, we paint a pumpkin teal um, and place it outside your doorstep. And what that means is that you will have um, a bowl of candy, but then you will have a separate bowl. You don't have to have the bowl of candy, but then a separate bowl of non-food items that um, would be allergy safe. So when I started doing this years ago, before you could just find teal pumpkins and buy them now, I went to like the dollar store and I bought just a styrofoam pumpkin and I was just going to spray paint it. I know nothing about chemicals when it comes to paint and spray paint the pumpkin teal. So I was supposed to be on TV the next day for Fox. I worked with Fox in Las Vegas as their wellness nutrition coordinator. And I go to paint this pumpkin and half of it melted. Because it's not supposed to have that like level of paint on it. So thankfully, if I can go back and find the reels, thankfully I can find this. I I was able to rotate the pumpkin enough that you can't see where it melted. But I was like, oh no. A lot of times when TV calls, like you're at the 11th hour and it's last minute. So this was it. So I figured it out. But thankfully, there are things available now. That you can purchase. I have one. In I my thought you were going to say you had teal hands for your uh, TV appearance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's always that. But I have one in my office now. Like you can find them a lot easier. As a dietitian, I also get these questions about not only the food allergies, but how much the sugar affects our kids and how much we just are inundated with sugar in the first place. I really like doing it, not just for the inclusivity of people with allergies and children with allergies, 
But for those sugar sensitivities, kids that are more affected by maybe the caffeine and the chocolate. And also, let's be honest, we do it for the parents too. They're like, I don't know how many parents have said, thank you so much for not giving us more junk, but we set it up. So this is what we like to do. We'll have a bowl of the candy, but I set our Halloween giveaway up on our porch, almost like a little bazaar. So they get to pick what they want. Some people go a little while and take a few things, but I actually have found that it's cheaper to do this than it is to give away candy. So you can get a bunch of stuff from Oriental Training, from the dollar store, you know, in bulk. That is a lot of fun, has no sugar or anything. Yeah, we know it's junk and it's going to go to the garbage anyways within a week. But give away something decent. Otherwise, my I'm afraid my house is going to get egged. Do people just still do that? <laughs> I, I I am afraid that people may still do that. Um, yeah, and we have partnered FAIR. So Food Allergy Research and Education has partnered with CBS as well. So that's why you see, you know, tons of teal pumpkins around and they have over 100 non-food items like trinkets and poise. And I know for my family, so I have four kids um, and one son, one of my sons has multiple anaphylactic food allergies. So we started this years ago as something, you know, for him to you know, really allow the holiday to be fun and create a tradition that was something that was unique to him because the holiday does really look different for kids with food allergies um, but what we found was that not only do my my other three kids, they loved going to find what our teal pumpkin treats were going to be. Um, but we also you know, recognize, as you said, that there are other kids that benefit kids with food intolerances or medically restrictive diets. And, you know, I think that it's really it's it's something that acknowledges that the holiday looks different for for some kids that are out there trick or treating on the trail. Yes. So that gets me to the next question. When you say anaphylactic and, you know, food allergies, what does that mean to a parent? What does that look like? Tell me more about that. How did you know that there was something up with your kid that it, this this wasn't right? So my son was diagnosed very early. So he was diagnosed in infancy um, and you have multiple reactions and and you know we we realize that he was allergic to many different foods often what happens in kids is you'll see a reaction early on with um, introduction of a food and then you'll see it oftentimes if it was a mild reaction you'll see something you know similar or a little bit more progressed the next time you see it when we talk about anaphylaxis, that's a severe allergic reaction, and that can be life-threatening. And that's something that is scary, but something that we really want people to know about, because in knowing that that's how serious reactions can be, it often allows us to even create awareness more and for more people to be on board with helping these kids and families and adults that have food allergies. So anaphylaxis would be um, a reaction that often involves the respiratory system, so difficulty breathing, um, persistent coughing, swelling in the throat. It could involve um, the circulatory system, so changes in your pulse or your blood pressure. Some kids will say they feel dizzy. It could involve the GI system, so just 
you know, prolonged vomiting, diarrhea, terrible abdominal pain. And then we always think about that really, you know, comprehensive rash that we see hives all over the place. And sometimes we even look at if there are two minor systems involved that that could still be anaphylaxis. So what I always like to just make sure that we when we talk about anaphylaxis, that we say it can be life-threatening. And for those with food allergies, the treatment for anaphylaxis is epinephrine. So epifirst and epifast. Epifirst and epifast. Very good. And that's still, unfortunately, only in shot form, right? It is. It is unfortunate that it is still just um, in the needle form. Um, but right now, there are many different brands of the epinephrine auto injector out there, uh, but it is a needle form, um, which that's another thing that causes anxiety and a psychosocial impact on anyone in the food allergy community, knowing that what is life life saving for you involves something that's anxiety, you know, provoking in that moment. I know as a mom, if I would feel comfortable because I've worked in healthcare, if I had a child over to my house or at a party or whatever to go ahead and give them the epinephrine shot if needed. But I think that's another thing that could cause a parent anxiety, not just the child, is I can't just drop my kid off at a friend's house. There's so much more involved in it. And how much do you trust that other parent is going to come through for you? And um, hopefully they will have better alternatives coming through and approved sooner than later. Um, Fingers crossed. uh, Fingers crossed. But I will say I am guilty of when my uh, now 12 year old son went on his first play date in, you know, preschool sitting outside in the car because I didn't really know the parent and explained, you know, how to use the epinephrine auto injector and what we needed to watch out for. And my son had all of his own snacks, but this was the first time he was really away from me, you know, with a friend. And he came into the car and he said, so on playdates, do all mommies sit in the car and wait outside? So I was caught. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well, I'm not a helicopter parent. I'm just like, (laughs) right. (laughs) A pin pin carrying parent. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I got your back. That's what I told him. Got your back. You have already talked about how FAIR has partnered with CBS to offer some non-food treats and you can get pumpkins and signs there. What would you explain would be a non-food treat that kids could like more, a little more detail. I've done like hair clips before, little bangle bracelets for little girls. What are some other good ideas? Yeah, we love the Halloween jewelry. As a, a, I'm a pediatrician, I did my fellowship in emergency medicine, so I'm all about safety. Um, I love to give out glow sticks, especially on Halloween. I feel like they serve multi-purposes. My children, much to my dismay, love to give out slime. <laughs> I, If we purchase slime, I will tell you that anyone coming to the door receives that slime because I do not want it in my house after. Um, We actually just did a poll um, of our teen members for what we call TAG, our teen advisory group for FAIR. Um, And we asked them, what are your favorite, um, you know, teal pumpkin treats to be in there? And they said things like, we just said bracelets, rings, necklaces, There were lots of um, stickers. People love to get pencils, pens, erasers. Um, They enjoyed anything that was glowing, slime, and bubbles made the list. So that was was definitely a um, 
my kids have also enjoyed the little parachute men. You never know what, what's going to interest. You never us. know what's going to hit and it won't hit tomorrow, but it might hit today. Exactly. Exactly. I saw a meme the other day that said, I will take a bullet for my children, but I will not buy them slime. Ugh, the slime. I remember there was the first true episode we had with slime. And this is, I think, everyone's nightmare. But it was a brand new rug in my daughter's room and just slime. Couldn't I couldn't get out. Could not get it out. <laughs> oh, that is such a bummer. That is such a bummer. But they love it. They love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Play-Doh, slime, and sand all belongs on the porch. It yeah. does not come in my house. Is usually my rule. Yes. You know, temper tantrums, depending on mommy's mood, also changes rules sometimes. What are some other initiatives throughout the year that FAIR promotes to be able to include these children that have these allergies around holidays, all holidays revolve around food and candy, especially in the school systems. So one of the big things that we do is actually coming up in a couple of weeks. So we do our summit, um, which is this year in Orlando, Florida, and it is a weekend of really building community teaching families and having a little bit of fun in there. So we've got over 500 people coming, um, leaders in the field of food allergy, but also, you know, psychosocial impact. And we've got leaders in, in the allergy manufacturing companies coming and all to really talk and educate our community. We do a huge campaign around back to school, um, and that is for exactly um, what you're talking about, which is keeping kids safe and included in schools throughout the year. So what we are seeing, unfortunately, is that one in three kids with food allergies are reporting bullying. And sometimes that bullying is actually even in the form of bullying with the actual allergen, which just adds, you know, onto that emotional impact of bullying, just a real physical fear and a, one that's really warranted. Um, so we want to create a campaign where not only teachers and administrators and school fat staff feel comfortable with caring for kids with food allergies, but also an education platform where other kids in the community can learn about food allergies and learn about what's really important. And then another big one that we do every year is in May, which is Food Allergy Awareness Week. And it really is under that same umbrella of teaching other kids in the community and families who might not be affected by food allergies what it is like to walk in the shoes of someone with food allergies. And I, I can say that as a food allergy parent, at the families that support my son in our community have made his life as wonderful and robust as anyone else, um, you know, that's that's around in his friend group. But that's because people really understand and want to understand and empathize what he's going through. Um, and I think that that's really important to teach kids for many different things. But food allergies, you know, affects one in 13 kids. So you will find, you know, one of your kids' friends that has a food allergy and really teaching your kids how to empathize is enormous. Yeah. So one in 13 kids has a food allergy. And then on top of that, any type of intolerances and sensitivities. And I think it's important what I like to tell people, there's a big difference between an intolerance 
and sensitivity and an allergy. Allergy can be deadly. The others are really uncomfortable. So it's important that at a certain level, I think every parent knows about it. And what I've noticed in our schools is we can only bring in packaged items for any food event. And in my mind, as the dietitian, I see it as a way to help the teacher and the homeroom mom to be able to figure out if it has any allergens and what we need to work with. Um, I am living my dream. I get to be a homeroom mom. So that is my first thing I think about. My first event is coming up here for Halloween and just making sure I have more of those food-free items and allergen-free items to maybe sometimes I think the bullying can be that they get a different treat than everybody else. And that because it's, it's allergen free. Well, if I have the ability, make it all like that, you know, because it's so much more available on the market now to be able to get allergen free items than it was 20 years ago. I know advent of the internet, who knew (laughs) when everybody would have to come to one of the conferences I taught at just to get their gluten-free food because there was no Amazon. And you're right. It all comes down to inclusivity in schools. And, you know, we, we certainly, again, this is more as a food allergy mom rather than a pediatrician, but I think teaching your kids how to empathize and be inclusive. It just goes such a long way. I know that one of the the fun times that I had was when the principal of my son's school called me to tell me that the allergy table was getting a little rowdy. And that was because these boys all wanted to bring in allergen-free lunches to sit with my son and their friends. And they would go home and say to their moms or dads or whoever's making their lunch, my lunch cannot have any of the following. And, you know, they were the ones who then that, that taught their family so that then when they had a birthday party, their parents would call me and say, Hey, you know, what could your son have at the birthday party? And oftentimes, you know, he's got a really restrictive diet because of his allergens. So it might not be what everybody else was eating, but I think that just the acknowledgement from his friend and their family that, you know, the fact that he may have had differences was recognized and someone tried to include him in some way. It it goes a real long way. You know, same thing as seeing that teal pumpkin. When he sees a teal pumpkin on a doorstep, he's 12 now. He doesn't care about the bracelets or the slime, but his face still lights up. And I think it's because it really does identify that someone has recognized that this holiday looks a little different for him. And I think that that means a lot to him and for all these kids in the allergy community. From the perspective of myself and and my listeners, I see inclusivity as a way to share God's love and that we love everybody no matter what. And even if it sometimes makes it challenging for us, I can only think about how those parents Maybe their first reaction was really, how good is this friend that I now have to change all my eating practices for and buy all these different things. But that's what it's about. That's what life is about, is being there for others and being able to include them and love on them and show them that life is more than just trying to get through and make it easy, right? I I came across a mom a couple of months ago in, you know, we were at a 
at an academic meeting and telling her just what it was like to walk in the shoes of a food allergy family. And her kids were grown and out and living their own lives. And she actually said, wow, I wish I had just taken a moment to think about this 10 years ago, because she said, I would have done more. I would have been, you know, the person to send in something that everyone could have in in school. I did, you know, and it, that's why we do what we do at FAIR to increase this awareness and to educate. And, you know, we, our mission includes to advocate and to, you know, get funding for research. So all of those things are part of our mission, but you know, we really are raising awareness and we're educating families, both of those that have food allergies and those that don't. Parenting is hard. Let's try to help all the other parents to make it easier on them. It, it is. Takes it takes a village. And the village better be nice to my kids and not chase them around with peanut butter on a spoon. Thank you, Dr. Cleary. I want to Thank you so much today for your time and your expertise and your experience to share with us today. And you have a wonderful, sugar-free, slimeless, allergen-free Halloween. Thanks for joining me today on Faith, Food, and Family, where every week we talk about faith, food, or family, or just maybe all of it all at the same time, because, you know, why not?